0: welcome my name is paula ramirez and this is chicana mom's podcast this podcast is dedicated to all the hardworking chicana moms and their familias we talk about life parenting the emotions we go through as human beings the journeys of the struggles and triumphs life stories god education music and more i strongly believe we're connected in this world Unidas creamos cambio. Querer es poder. Now let's get started. Welcome to my channel Chicana Moms. I hope you're having an amazing day. Um, today I want to talk to you about something that um, it's pretty sad. Um, hearing in the news uh, about Kate Spade and the chef and just other people um, who are not famous but they committed suicide, which at the end of the day they're they're all human beings suffering and. I want to talk about that. Um, I think we would all be surprised to know that even within our own family members, um, Facebook, friends, uh, have this feeling or these thoughts of wanting to hurt themselves physically, um, like self-harm, or even to just end their life. That to me is, is so sad because a lot of the times we live life just very busy and we're so busy sometimes that we dismiss that there's people suffering around us and we have no idea and I understand it's it's not our fault you know that we're not aware of the person not asking for help but I think that if we already know that as human beings if Sometimes, you know, we all go through this roller coaster of emotions. We feel like crap and just unmotivated sometimes. Sometimes people, some people are really good and and just just smiling when inside they feel really bad. Um so this is just one of the things that I will just highlight. Majority of this podcast is that you know, if we are not sure If that person that's in our lives or people we don't even know but we see, uh, if they're suffering, okay, fine, they're not telling us. But by you just assuming that or knowing that as human beings, we all need a smile, we all need a good compliment, we all need a good encouragement to say, hey, I hope you have a beautiful day. You're an amazing individual. That goes a long way. It gives people hope to know they're not alone. And I want to talk about suicide today and different ways of asking for help. You're not alone. If you're listening to this, if you ever had those thoughts or you have them now, I just want you to know that you're very unique. And special in this planet. There's so many ways for you to get help. Don't be afraid. There's many people who are willing to help you. And if you're embarrassed to ask for help because you feel like, no, I have to have my life in control. And if I ask for help, that means that my life's not in control. Well, I'll just have to tell you that it's okay to not have The 100% control that you want. You're a human being. And sometimes, you know, it's okay to not feel okay sometimes. But if you feel like, well, I just don't feel okay all the time. Then that's something that it's worth to explore. To focus on different things that can... Help you feel better, and I want to talk about those things today. But I know that it's really challenging um, to sometimes ask for help, but anything is possible in this world. Anything is possible. We all have suffered in this world, every single individual. In this planet has suffered in many different ways. So the next time you see a person, don't ever assume that they've never suffered. Sometimes this is the problem that many people compare themselves to others. Like, I want to be as happy as her. I want to be as happy as him. But in reality, you don't know what they actually feel, how they perceive life. Now I want to talk about this topic and I, kind of give, I want to give a moment of silence for all of those people who have committed suicide and for all of those people who are suffering and who have this thought in their mind to kill themselves. Even saying that word is so strong, I don't like saying it, but it's that's the action. So just do a moment of silence for them, and we'll begin in a bit. Thank you for being here, and I want to talk about suicide, the statistics, where to get help, and some other options that maybe you haven't thought about. Let's get started. Okay, so I want to talk to you about the three different types of suicide. Um, And suicide is a major public health concern. You will be surprised at the number of people who just have suicide thoughts. It's so profound and it's so sad. Um, And suicide is among the leading cause of death in the United States. Wow, like, it, it just makes me think that, you know, I don't know, I might be wrong, you might not agree with me, but I feel that at some extent, um, our world in the United States is so materialistic, and we consume ourselves with so much external items and external, um perceptions of how we should live our life that eventually we get so disconnected. Um, That can be one part. Um, The other is, um, you know, mental illness um, such as depression and anxiety. Um, Sometimes the foods that we eat uh, really mess up our whole function of the way our body should should be. Um, Our hormones get disbalanced and it's just like all over the place. I mean, it can be so many factors. Um, But I want to talk to you about the definitions of the three different types of suicide. So um, suicide is defined as death caused by um, self-directed injuries. It's like a behavior with an intent to die as a result of the behavior. Um, the second one is suicide attempt. is non-fatal, self-directed, potentially injuries, um, injures your body, obviously, um, with a behavior with an intent to die as a result of the behavior. And a suicide attempt might not result into injury. So um, it's just the people that are like, okay, I'm going to do this to myself. And if I die, I die. And let's see what happens. And it's, it's just an attempt. Um, but... They don't do it so hardcore, but it's still hardcore, that makes sense. I don't know. Um, But, you know, they make it. The third one is suicidal ideation. So it refers to thinking about and considering or planning a suicide. Sometimes people will share with other people um, their plan, and that's just pretty much saying, help me. Um, help me because I don't want to do it, but it's like in my mind. Like, I don't know what's going on. Um, I think suicide thoughts have crossed through pretty much many people's minds or maybe majority um, to where when things happen in their life and they can't really accept what's going on, um, it's kind of like, wow, like, what if I just didn't exist? I think at some point, maybe you know that it can happen but overall it's just it's just a scary thing to ever think that you know someone would lose a family member or a friend um through suicide like you know killing themselves i'm going to share with you a story of my best friend um my friend has um several kids and she was going through a domestic violence situation. And I actually was going to drop off uh, some donations to her. And she told me, yeah, you know, come on over. Come around 3 o'clock or whatever. Um, I'll be here. I said, okay. So I go to her house. And I hear the kids crying. Um... And as I'm walking in, I see her husband sitting down on the couch just watching TV. And I'm like, it just felt really weird. And I said, where's, uh, and then I said my friend's name. Let's call her Liz. Um, and I said, where's Liz? She's, he said, um, she's in the bedroom. I was like, okay. So I walked in. I opened the door. And my best friend Liz was on the floor with all of her kids surrounding her. Oh my gosh, it was, it was really sad to see her like that and she was not conscious. She actually had taken so many pills, I don't know what kind of pills they were, but she took some pills and she kind of, she, she was um trying to throw up. What she had taken, but all of her kids were surrounding her and um and they were crying, and I'm so grateful that I got there because I was able to call the ambulance. They took her in um, obviously they pumped out all of that the pills that she ate. I'm sorry that she um that she took and and she made it and Knowing my friend's story, her dad committed suicide. And when there's one family family member within the whole entire family, a suicide behavior um, will impact, obviously, the whole entire family. But it's kind of like a trend. It'll um trigger some sort of behavior with other family members that at some extent okay suicide is part of our family and they they continue with an action um but my friend had actually left a letter for her kids and her family and um she had said that she was leaving that she was sorry to know that my friend was going through that and she never really said anything about ever wanting to kill herself. is just crazy. It's, it's crazy. Um, when you see a human being, when you see yourself, let's just start with that. You think of all the things you've done in life. You think about... Things you haven't accomplished in life. And. We're just enough. We shouldn't be. 100% complete. Because then what else. Would we look forward to. But overall. I think that. You have to be your own best friend. Yes. But you have to also know that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to be vulnerable. There's nothing wrong with that. There's only certain people that you could be vulnerable with. And make sure you know who they are. And if you don't, work on it. Build healthy relationships around you. I've always said that a family or any support system is like a life vest. that really helps us as human beings to not feel like we're drowning in a glass of water that's half full and half empty. But overall, you're important. I'm important. Every single individual is important. So now I'm going to talk to you about... um, the numbers of suicides so that it gives us a little more of a concrete understanding of how suicide is so, so big. And I know that sometimes we have, you know, like uh, certain weeks or days or months that we, it's like an awareness for suicide, awareness for just many different things. But I don't think we should just stick to a whole month or a couple of weeks. This is about an, like a consistent like every day of our lives that we have to be aware of what's going on and we have to always try to make that positive motivational comment to someone that needs it and even if we don't know if they need it just hand it over so let's get started and I will start with the statistics. Okay, so in finding these numbers, it was really shocking. I mean, I knew they were high, but these were like, wow. You'll be surprised yourself. So the statistics that I'm pulling out is from National Institute of Mental Health. And I'm going to share with you the findings of the suicide um, deaths in the United States. So according to the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, um, these are the death reports that were collected in 2016. So suicide was the 10th leading cause of death overall in the United States, claiming the lives of nearly 45,000 people. Suicide was the second leading cause of death among the individuals between the ages of 10 years old, you guys, and 34 years old. And the fourth leading cause of death among among individuals the ages of 35 and 54. 10 years old. That, I mean, I'm... 10 years old, 34, 50, 100, it's, it's still shocking. But the reason that 10-year-olds stands out for me is because those are kids. It's just insane. that even kids and adults are very important in this world. And it's just really sad. To know about these numbers of the people who have actually left us. Um, there were more than twice as many suicides. So 44,965 in the United States as there were homicides. And homicides were 19,362. So the suicide rate number was 44,965. And the homicides was 19,000. 362. That's insane. So, from the ages of 10 to 14 years old, the suicide in 2016 um, was actually 436 um, children. Uh, the unintentional injury from ages 10 to 14 was 847. The homicide was 147 and everything else that I have here is just um, like heart disease, which was 111, Um, just any type of illness, but the one that was higher was suicide, which was 436 of deaths, of course, but the unintentional injury was higher than the suicide, so The unintentional injury was 847. So that means that's how many 10 to 14-year-old minors actually um, tried to commit suicide. Now, the ages of 15 to 24, um, the unintentional injuries were 13,895. And the suicide, the ones that unfortunately left us, was 5723 and the unintentional injury you guys was 13895 and this is ages from 15 to 24 i think those um ages right there are focused on children who are transitioning from adolescents to young adults and i think that transition sometimes it's so challenging for so many young adults. Um, When we talk about foster kids, um, the TAY, which is transitional age youth, um, they have the highest rate as well. They don't really have um, that support system and families like other kids, but um, I mean, it varies, but either way, 15 to 24 years old, wow, that number's, Really high. Um, Now let's look at the ages of 25 to 34. So it starts getting higher and higher, you guys. It starts to get higher and higher as the ages get older. Um, Get higher, I mean, as well. So ages 25 to 34 years old, the unintentional injury is 23,984. The suicide is actually 7,366. That is a lot of people. And it starts going up higher. Now it's from 35 years old to 44. The unintentional injury is 20,975. And the ones um, that actually committed suicide was 7,030. Um and what I'm talking about that was getting higher, I'm talking about the unintentional injury, just the attempt of wanting just to commit suicide. Um ages 45 to 54, um, the unintentional injury is 23,377. And the ones that actually um committed suicide, um I, I don't want to use the word succeeded because it doesn't even sound right, but what I mean by that succeeded, it was because that's what they wanted. They they wanted to commit suicide and it's not a success at all whatsoever, but just, it sucks, you know, that to know that that's what they wanted to do and that's what happened and then it's just... It impacts the whole entire family. I mean, let's talk about the example of Kate Spade. I mean, she made a profound statement with many people around the world. I don't know if maybe, you know, I, I can't remember the chef's name, but um I wonder did did her suicide trigger him to do that? Who knows, right? Who knows? Now the ages of fifty-five to sixty-four years old, the uncondu- uh, i am sorry—the unintentional injury is twenty-one thousand eight hundred and sixty, and the suicide, um, the ones that committed suicide, was seven thousand seven hundred and fifty-nine. Now summarizing all of the ages I just read to you guys, the unintentional injuries in total in the whole entire United States, no matter what age. Is one hundred and sixty one thousand three hundred and seventy four. Wow. And the suicides altogether were forty four thousand nine hundred and sixty-five. It's it gets higher and higher. Um I sometimes think you guys I think what I I'm trying to say is like what I think is that our culture Religion, society, the media, um, all of that consumes us. And we have to just, just how we detox our body with like juicing and all that. Shit, we need to a detox a lot of our like negative thoughts by venting and talking to professionals and, and people who are going to be there to encourage you um so that we can find this one specific seed that we can just plant in our mind and just run with it getting something positive from someone and running with it and making a transformation um so the trends over time the suicide rate is based on the number of people who have died by suicide per 100,000 population Um, because changes in population size are taken into account, rates allow for comparisons from one year to the next. So 2016, for the population of 2016 and for males and females presented separately, during that 17-year period, the total suicide rate increased 28% from 10.5 to 13.4 per 100,000. So the suicide rates—males remain nearly four times higher than among females. And why do you guys think? I want you to think of that. Why is male? Why are males committing more suicide than females? I mean, uh, we have veterans, but we also have veterans that are that are females. Um, men grow up with men don't cry men don't show emotion um you can't you can't talk about it okay because that's for wusses and that's not that's wrong a man is a human being a man can cry they have feelings i remember having a client in my group and he said you know what i want to share with uh, i think we're talking about the topic of love and my client just um, shared. He's like, you know what? And it was an older man. He said, "I want to say that us men want to love and be loved. We might not say it because it sounds a little corny. He's like, but I'm saying it now because as as the age that I am now, I think it's it's okay for me to say that I want to be loved. And there's nothing wrong with that. I will never forget him. And and I share with other um, males in my groups." Because a lot of them, sometimes I've never really heard um, a male say, "You know, "I want to love and be loved and And when I have clients that are willing to open up like that and be vulnerable, especially men towards in front of other men, that's just beautiful right there. It's just amazing. Um, we don't need to suffer alone, and I'm saying we. Because we've all been there. Even myself. I've... You know, I just have to say... I'm... Glad I don't have those thoughts. Of like... Of a plan or to do things to myself. Um, But we've all felt like shit at times. And I have been there myself. Just like any other human being. Because at some point... If you act... Like if... You're... Not human... (laughs) You don't feel anything and like I'm okay and no, stop faking it. Stop faking it. You deserve to just feel those emotions, not letting them conquer your world though, but accepting them and say I'm just a human being and the way I feel is part of my process as a human being in this journey, in this world. There's so many factors though, you know, I know that with suicide, um it's easier said than done. I like I said I I I can't really uh put myself in that in the shoes of someone that already has a plan that has attempted and um not just once or several times. But as a human being to sometimes feel like shit and like really I I could somewhat relate to that. We've all can, not just me. But helping each other out is is beautiful. So, how is it that what can we do to not suffer alone? Well, you can talk to your friend, talk to your best friend, talk to them and tell them how you feel. You might. You might think like, oh no, they're probably busy, they have their family, but if you know they love you, they'll be willing, willingly with open heart to make time for you. A friend, especially that, if if it's a friend that you've shared other life situations and experiences, um, and you've known that they've suffered themselves, then that hopefully, that makes you feel that like okay he or she might understand at some extent but I'm willing to hear them out because I need them right now you can ask how for a family member you can um whoever it is from the family member that you feel close we all have a we all have family well I should take that back I know there's people that don't they can say they don't have but for those who have family members or even friends that feel like family members or that are like family members, I should say. Um, those There's always that one or that two. Members of the family who you can share anything and everything. And hopefully you're able to To talk to them. You can say whatever you want. It all depends how you say it. If you don't want them to share with someone else. um, Other than a professional or someone to help you. um, You know, talk to them. But just know that just because you're talking to someone about you hurting yourself. Doesn't mean that that person's just going to sit there and just listen to you and keep it a secret. It's not going to happen like that. It's going to be where they're going to try to figure out different ways to help you. But hopefully, God, you're open to it. A community center, walking in, people who are working there, they're there for a reason. Because they have experience and because they love to help people. Yes, I understand there's some people that just probably don't like their job. But I'm pretty sure there's more people that love their job than the ones that hate it. I don't know. What do you think? Let's, let's just aim to those who are willing to help people. Um, even at some point, if they don't like their job, that's a job. But it, if they have the heart with them to be compassion and to care and help someone else that walks into the door and says, I want to kill myself, I'm pretty sure they would jump up and help you. A therapist. If you see a therapist, vent. Talk to her. Express every single thing thought, and emotion that you have so that he or she can help you. If you don't have a therapist, um, there's always a hotline that you can call or you can actually um, get a therapist through your insurance by contacting the insurance company that you have. Asking them to give you a list of therapists around your area. um, And that works as well. There's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is 1-800-273-TALK. Again, it's 1-800-273-TALK. And the numbers are 8255. A life coach. Some of you might know life coaches. And they're amazing individuals who love to also help. They focus on the now um, and they provide a lot of information um, and guidance. But they also have the responsibility as a mandated reporter to make any reports just in case if you want to hurt yourself. You, go to, you can go to a priest or a pastor, they're mandated reporters. And I'm saying manager reporter because I don't want you to think like, oh, she, I'm reading this list and they said I can go. And, um, but your life is so important that if at some point you say obviously that you want to hurt yourself, like trust that people are going to move. You're that important. And at some point you doubt even what I'm saying. The only way to know that is to just do it. Just to do it in asking for help. A police officer. We always see police officers driving around our community. I know I know that there's police officers that are just I don't even know what to call them. Some are just not police officers. A police officer is there to serve and protect. And I know there's some that are not doing that. But anyways, that's a totally different topic that I'm not gonna get into, but there are police officers who are willing to help. Your neighbor Many of us have lived in our communities for many years. And we've become very familiar with the people who live in our community. And our neighbors um, are are pretty good. Well, majority. But are pretty good in, um, in helping as well. A teacher. Even if it's your child's teacher. If you disclose to them, some they're there to help you as well. Your boss. Your coworkers, especially coworkers, we see them like um, on a daily basis. They kind of be, they become friends. Some actually become family. Maybe um, you have an awesome boss that's actually there to listen to you and to take care of you in whatever way um, they're willing to help. You know, a doctor a nurse, you can just walk into any clinic and just say, I need help urgent care, or the emergency room. Um, those, That's a pretty long list that I just, you know, that I just told you and, and I hope you consider at some extent that you're not alone. You really are not. If you're suffering from depression and anxiety, please get help. You deserve it. We all want to be happy in this world, but let me tell you, just by sitting down and just waiting for it to come into our lap, it's not going to happen that way. We have to create happiness. And what that looks like is, one, being grateful for the small things that we have, the smallest things, like being grateful that you have running water. You're grateful that, I mean, let me start off with just, you know, having your family, your 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 life, that you're breathing, that you're healthy, that um, you you live in a community that's safe. I mean, I could say many examples, and I know that everyone's situation is so different, so it's kind of hard for me to generalize or say one thing, but look at all of the good things that you have in your life. Um, as a health coach, I... And me personally just doing this, the times where I don't eat right also affect my mood, um, but not just me as human beings. if we don't eat healthy foods, superfoods, then our mood can go like downhill. so I encourage you to eat healthy, look into like holistic foods, live foods, vegetables fruits, um, cleansing, like a detox, I mean, literally internally in your body, but also externally with sometimes decluttering your home, remodeling it, changing your whole environment um, at your way, your own healthy lifestyle way, Um, rebuild relationships, you know, sometimes as individuals, we can say, oh, man, I don't get along with that person. I don't get along with that person. I don't get along with that person. And if you have a list of many people, even just one or two, that you just um, feel like, okay, I I can't get along with that person, one, I get it, okay? You want to have a good, healthy relationship with someone and then they just don't want to, okay, then that, I get it. But if there's a relationship where you have been stubborn and it's you, the one that's saying, like, no F off, then I encourage you to change that way of living, because that's totally affecting a lot of your peace of mind, and it doesn't. It's kind of like a clog. I don't know. I'm getting this is going kind of a little corny, but imagine like your pipes and your sink um, clogged, and no things running because it's clogged. It's the same thing with a lot of negativity. Nothing's going to flow in your life positive if you have it clogged. Um, and overall, I think, is just creating uh, a lifestyle healthy change. Think of the things that you can change around in your life uh, with the help of someone, of course, because one individual... We'll never make it alone in this world. We always need the help of someone, and we need to learn how to surrender by and what I mean surrender is not surrendering in life. I'm talking about like just the problems that we have like there's we're not if there's some problems that we can't just solve and it's out of our hands, just let it go sometimes as human beings we come we become so stubborn. Sometimes it's just to free yourself and understand that no, not everyone's going to look at life the way you do. You have your own way of breathing it, living it. And you create that tone and however you want. I know that all of the things I said right now, you might say, you know, it's so easier said than done. But give yourself that hope. Because it's the right you've had since the day you were born. Or even when you were in the womb. I encourage you to ask for help. To pray. To stay in tune with your body, your mind, and your spirit. And always know that it's okay. We're going to feel like shit sometimes. But just how we feel like shit sometimes... There's going to be those times of like good moments. And just enjoy the moment. Just stop and bring silence to the room. And breathe and feel your heart pumping. Because if when you feel your heart pumping, that's life. That's life right there. I wish you all the best and Everything that you do. I really do. I wish you the best. May God be with you. Always. If you don't believe in God. I get it. But know that there's someone out there that cares for you. And that's me. I encourage you to call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is 1-800-273-8255. And enjoy life. Enjoy life, guys. You guys are good people. There's no such thing as a bad person. Only bad behaviors. Have an amazing week. And we'll stay in touch soon. Bye.